in today's show. It's time to revisit Dynasty Rookie Ranks after NBA Summer League. Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. Last show of the week and it's time to revisit the Dynasty Rookie Ranks after Summer League. There are some changes. I've added some players in. I think I've got six extra players in the ranks. We still have 22 tiers, but we go out to 88. I think it's actually 87. I think I mucked that number up. I think there's 87 players in this. So we'll talk about where people are and how that compares to where they were in the first set we did straight after the NBA draft. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tier 22, Johnny Jujang. He didn't show me too much, but he's on a two-way deal. I still don't really think he's an NBA-quality player, but he remains in Tier 22. Michael Foster Jr., I had some decently high hopes from him based on some of his translation stuff. We saw that he did get signed by the Sixers to a at least Summer League deal, but he didn't do anything in Summer League to make me think that there is an NBA deal on the horizon. So I've dropped him down. He was up in Tier 15, so he's moved down to Tier 22. Ronnie Harper Jr., uh, two-way guy for the Raptors. Yeah, like he was okay. He's an older player. I'm not sure there's NBA upside there, really. Darion Sebron, who's got that really impressive driving ability. Just a path to minutes. He's a two-way guy for the Pelicans. So at least he's got a role, but yeah, we're keeping him in tier 22. Kofi Coburn for the Jazz. Um, Gabe Brown from the Thunder. Iverson Molina from the Bucks. Alondez Williams from the Nets. All of these guys were in tier 22 the first time we did it. And they remain there. I've added two new players into Tier 22 who weren't even ranked the first time around. And that's Buddy Bayheim for the Pistons and Trevor Hudgens of the Rockets. The only reason I'm putting them in a tier is that they're on two-way. So they are at least going to get some NBA playing time. I do not think, especially Bayheim uh, is an NBA player. That's why I didn't even project him out when I was doing my top 100 guys that I project out for fantasy rookies before the draft. That's why I didn't talk about him at all. Nor with Hudgens, who was a Division II player. But they are on two-way deals, so they slot in here in Tier 22, the very ba- the very back end of what we do. Tier 21. Some names in this one, obviously, because it's a tier, so of course there are names going to be here. Fambo Zheng. He was in Tier 18. I dropped him down. He played for the G League Ignite. He's with the Indiana Pacers. He doesn't have a contract at the moment. Maybe there's a two-way coming. They did just sign Kendall Brown to a two-way deal today. So Fambo Zheng's moved down to Tier 21. Jordan Hall, Hall is uh, was in Tier 20. He's moved down to 21. Didn't come out with a guaranteed deal or anything. Aminu Muhammad, 
Um, he was in 21. He remains there. Jamari Boyea and Orlando Robinson from the Heat, they both stick here. And same as Hugo Besson, who really, really disappointed for the Bucks. I thought he is um, a draft pick, but I don't think he has a contract at this point either. Tyrese Martin, I had in tier 22, so I did bump him up one. I thought he was okay for the Hawks, um, but there's no real you know, path to significant playing time, I wouldn't have thought. And I did move Darius Days up, who was in my tier 22 last time. He played Summer League for the Spurs. But the Heat snapped him up and signed him to a two-way deal. And we've seen the ability of the Heat on these sort of players. Irma Yurtseven, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson. The list goes on of these sort of guys that they get in, they develop, and we see where they go. So a little bit of a boost for Days, who was impressive for the Spurs. And when the Heat go out and grab someone, I definitely take some notice. And Days could easily jump up out of Tier 21 and move into another tier just you know, on the basis of the fact that is now playing for the Heat, but the fact that he played well for the Spurs gives him um, some positivity uh, going going forward as well. Tier 20, Julian Champagne for the Sixers. He was in 19. I dropped him down one. Don't know if he's going to have any sort of NBA role. I also dropped Trevion Williams down a bit. I had him in Tier 18. He didn't really do anything for the Celtics. He doesn't have an NBA contract at this point, and nothing that he did in summer league would make me suggest that there is a big role coming up, unfortunately, as much as I do like him. Vince Williams was in Tier 17, but I dropped him down. Just hard to see the minutes coming in the near future for the Grizzlies. He's on a two-way, so at least there's that. But I dropped him from Tier 17, Vince Williams, down to Tier 20. Tier 20 is players ranked between 63 and 69, by the way. Musa Diabete, he's still in tier 20. The Clippers' backup center issue is like, I don't know who it is. The Clipper, By the way, the Clippers is the team that I'm projecting at the moment for Basketball Monsters projections. Them and the Pistons have been the two that have given me the most trouble because how the rotation works is anybody's guess. They have eight starting caliber players. The Clippers is just complete. Let's just sidetrack from this. They've got eight starting caliber players. Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, if it's a Zubats, that's five. John Wall, six. Nick Batum, seven. Robert Covington, eight. Oh, nine, actually. Marcus Morris, nine. Now, Batum's not a starter, so let's go back to eight. So you've got eight. those eight guys who are starting caliber players. They can only start five, obviously. Then there's Batum. That's the ninth player. And then that means Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Amir Coffey, Two of those guys aren't going to play every night. Yes, there's going to be a lot of resting, but it's going to be so up and down with this roster. And this doesn't... Who's the backup center? It's going to have to be Morrison Covington because they don't have another one. There's Moses Brown there, but yeah, he's not even on a contract yet. Diabete, their second round pick's not on a contract yet. Maybe he's that role. Their team is actually stacked. And this, I, I got to like, what, 12 deep or 13 deep or whatever. They didn't even talk about BJ Boston or Jason Preston. Whew, that is a loaded roster. Colin Gillespie jumps in to tier 20. He was in tier 22. I thought he was okay. A two-way guy for the Nuggets. He jumps in there uh, up to tier 20. Lester Quinones, who was not on my original tiers, he jumps in at number 20. And Jared Roden from the Spurs, oh, not the Spurs, from the Kings, he moves up. He was in tier 22. I thought he impressed. He's in tier 20 now. Still doesn't actually have a contract, but I've got a little bit of faith in him. I thought he was okay in Summer League, and that gives me uh, a little bit of hope that he can find himself a regular NBA contract at some point. But I know what also gives me hope. That's betonline.net. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and 
and games. Find reviews and news of every league. Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. They say even golf as if it's like, wow, golf. Imagine that. What a sport. Yes, golf exists. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. And if you go over to BetOnline.now, again, you can amazingly find all of these odds for the NFL season. First preseason game that's not the Hall of Fame game. We've got the Giants and the Patriots. That's up. Patriots, two-point favorites. If you're betting on NFL preseason, you can do it at BetOnline, and you can find out all of that information over there. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening today. BetOnline is where the game starts. Um, which NFL stars move the betting lines? BetOnline knows. And starting July 18th, which has started already, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at BetOnline. So on the Locked On NFL feed, you can go and find those shows. Let's go to tier 19. And tier 19 is an interesting tier because it has two guys that weren't even in my um, in my original tiers. Luke Travers of the Cavs, who was drafted, and I probably should have had him in. And then AJ Lawson, who is now from the Timberwolves. Now Lawson, like Darius Days, played on a different team in summer league. He played for the Mavs and the Timberwolves said, yoink, and they took him and he's a two-way guy. And we have seen, when that happens, you should pay some attention. Happened with Terrence Davis. Um, there was someone else that I can't recall off the top of my head, but it's it's worth mentioning. Travers, I don't, well, he's going to play in the NBL this season, so he's not going to be in the NBA, but his defensive upside alone means that if there's any point where he gets an NBA rotation spot, there is fantasy value because he's blocking and stealing a, a lot. It's just not going to happen this season. So Lawson, interesting guy, two-way player for the Wolves, snapped up off the Mavs summer league roster, and then Luke Travers from the Cavs. Tier 18 is two stash guys. It's Ishmael Kamagate of the Nuggets and Yannick Nzoza of the Wizards. Um, these guys were both in Tier 18 last time. They remain in Tier 18 this time. Tier 17. This is 52 to 58. Jean Montero. I had him higher. I had him in Tier 11. I loved his translation stats. Um, and I was hoping maybe there was a two-way deal coming. Maybe he'd sneak onto the Knicks roster. And they just didn't use him. And I'm really worried about where it goes from here for Montero. So I've dropped him down to Tier 17. I've got Carlo Makovic, who was in Tier 15. He's up to he's back down to 17 here. He's not going to play for the Pelicans this season, most likely. Another stashable guy. Only played one game in Summer League. There's a little bit there defensively, maybe. I don't know. He's okay. Khalifa Giop from the Cavs. He won't play this season either. He's in Tier 17. And Max Christie remains in Tier 17, along with Mateo Spagnolo, Kendall, Kendall, Kendall Brown. And a new addition to Tier 17 is Cole Swider, who I didn't have ranked initially. Two-way guy for the Lakers. Christie, uh, high second-round pick. The shooting is just abysmal. I don't know where the fantasy value comes from, but at least he's on a roster. And the same goes for Brown as a two-way and Swider for a two-way. Spagnolo won't play for the Wolves this season, most likely, but he's at least a name to watch longer term. Now, there are two names on this that I didn't include on this list. Older, uh, older players, or three names, actually. Older players who are going to be on NBA rosters for the first time, but they don't technically count as rookies. And the guys that I'm talking about are Jack White, who signed a two-way with the Nuggets. I'm talking about uh, Simone Frantecchio. I think Frantecchio, I think that's his name. And then that other bloke. Oh, my God. And I've just completely blanked. The guy that signed with the Kings. Um, what was his name? Uh, it's Ch- uh, Chima Maniki. So Chima Maniki, Simone Frantecchio, and uh, Jack White. 
those guys are going to be rookies this season, first time on NBA roster, but they're not from this rookie class. That's why I don't have them included in the dynasty tiers. Because, you know, if you are doing a dynasty league and it's a deep dynasty league and it's a true dynasty league, these guys shouldn't be included in dynasty drafts because they should have been included in dynasty drafts when it was their dynasty, when it was their draft year. And after that, they should just become free-for-all players that you can add through free agency. Fontecchio is a really interesting name because the Jazz could have a bare-bones roster and he's a really good shooter. And there might be a role there for him for one or two years. Just He's just a name to watch. Maniki, I don't really think so. And White as a two-way on the Nuggets. I don't really see that for him either. Let's go to tier 16. This is players ranked 49 to 51. Unfortunately for EJ Liddell, he tore his ACL. That's obviously not a great, not great news. I had him in tier 14, but the fact that he's not signed, that he's going to miss at least a year and the year of development, and he's older, bumps him down for me. I've got Scotty Pippen Jr. and Isaiah Mobley in tier 16 as well. I had Pippen in 21, and I had Mobley in 21 last time. Um, Mobley's on a two-way, Pippen's on a two-way. I I really was impressed with Pippen especially. Really, really good passing and defensive stuff. Mobley looked okay. The passing stats were right there. They're not going to have large roles, especially Mobley this season, but Pippen's an interesting guy. I can see him being converted at some point this season onto a full-time deal. 47 and 48, that's tier 15. I've got Gui Santos. He's moved up from 17. He had some really interesting games at the beginning of Summer League, sort of faded somewhat. I don't know that he's going to be on the Warriors roster. In fact, I probably think he won't be, but there is some value there. Well, Justin Lewis is a two-way guy for the Chicago Bulls. He's in tier 15. I had him in tier 20 last time. I, I like the size. I like the defensive ability for Lewis. I like the fact that the Bulls don't have really any, they've got a million guards, but they don't have any threes really on this team. So he could be in line for some minutes at some point. But it's the defensive upside. I think he can work his way into a full-time NBA contract next season. And yeah, I do like a little bit of that upside there for big Juz Lewis, who slides in at number 15. So that's the top, you know, we've got the top, we've got the top 46 players to go in these tiers. We've done those first 15 tiers. If we head across now to tier 14, it's a bigger group. It's 40 to 46. I've got Ryan Rollins in this group, and I could have easily see how I could move Rollins up. The fact is he just didn't play. He's also not signed yet by the Warriors. I think he will be signed. He's got a broken foot. Um, There's going to be not many opportunities for the first couple of years, but I do really like him. So Ryan Rollins remains in tier 14. I've got Kenny Lofton, who I moved up from tier 16 to tier 14. He's on a two-way with the Grizzlies. We know the highlights. He's a fun guy. He's not that fun guy, but he's fun to watch. Um, Is there going to be minutes? Maybe early on with Jaron Jackson out. Maybe he's a guy that can find it. An NBA footing, I did bump him up. I was impressed. Caleb Houston, he moved up from 16 to 14. I still don't really think that he's going to be a long-term great NBA player. He had that one really strong game, and then every other game he sucked in terms of the shooting numbers, and that was the problem for him in Michigan. But he looked okay. He looked better than I expected, so I moved him up a couple. And one of the biggest rises here, Keon Ellis moves up from tier 21 into tier 14. Keon Ellis is a two-way player for the Kings. I was impressed with what he did. They have a lot of guards. Fox, Mitchell, Monk, Herder. There's a lot of guards there. Terrence Davis. So he might not play a lot this season, but at some point, there's got to be consolidation and movement and whatever they do with those guards. There's too many of them. Or even Alice is included in another deal or whatever happens. I do think he's got an NBA future. I think he's got an NBA contract in his future. Whether that's in Sacramento or not, I don't know, but I did give him a bit of a bump up. 
I also bumped Bryce McGowans from tier 18 to 14. He is a two-way for the Hornets, but the way the Hornets are going, I don't know what's happening with that franchise. There's a lot of weird stuff happening. I thought he, as a guard, is a bigger wing, and they don't have many of those sort of players. Um, could he challenge, say, a James Booknight at some point for rotation minutes? Don't know. He is a two-way player, and that's going to limit his overall upside, but McGowans moves up into tier 14. Also smashed J.D. Davison up from 18 to 14, a highly regarded high school prospect who sucked in college, really, and then came out and led the summer league in assist numbers. It is going to be hard for Davison to find minutes on this Celtics team with Brogdon, with White, with Smart all ahead of him as point guards. Throw in Peyton Pritchard as well. But sometimes you take that little bit of a bet on a swing skill. Hey, the passing, it's there. Maybe that works out. Maybe that works on another team. Maybe White is traded on. Maybe Pritchard is moved. Maybe they consolidate. Maybe Davison is cut and finds a role somewhere else on a bad team. He's an interesting player that showed me some flashes. Also moved Dombalo up from 17 to tier 14. From the Spurs, he's on a two-way. Their center position, it's Pirtle for now. It's Jeng. And then I don't really know. Like, could Barlow get rotation minutes this season? Hey, absolutely he could. Like, and I, I think that there is enough intrigue for a 6'10", 6'11 guy with defensive ability with maybe a bit of shooting to develop over a couple of years. I'm pretty interested in where he goes. I, I think there is something I think there is something in Big Don Barlow. Tier 13, that's 36 to 39. Gabriel Prochida is here. He won't play this season for the Pistons. And I talked, this gives me an opportunity to segue into talking about the Pistons rotation because I talked about the Clippers before. The Pistons rotation. All right, so Cade starts. Bay starts, the depressed penis. Probably Alf Stewart starts. And then probably Jaden Ivey, but maybe not. And who's the other one? Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Livers, Kelly Olenek, Alec Burks, Corey Joseph, Killian Hayes. Like, where do I where do I end? That doesn't include Nerlens Noel. There are probably 13 rotation-ish guys. Not that many of them are that good, but there's 13 guys that Dwayne Casey can play every night. And how that starting role goes. Is it Burks? Is it Joseph? Is it Olenek? Is it Livers? Is it Stewart? I didn't even say Jalen Duran. Like, who the hell starts on that team? Who gets the minutes? It's rough. Anyway, Prochita's one for the future. I've got him in tier 13. I had Prochita in tier 13 last time. And same with Paddy Baldwin. We didn't get to see him in summer league. He's not going to really crack the rotation for the Warriors. But in tier 13 there, because I do think there is still upside. I moved Trevor Keels up from 17 to 13. His defensive ability and some passing. Assists and steals, we know that's a fantasy mantra. If you can get assists and steals, there can be value. Hey, shout out to Anthony Melton, Marcus Smart, these sort of players. Who can Ricky Rubio, who can struggle with his shot, can struggle offensively, but can bring value with assists and steals. And I think maybe in the future, Kills, he might end up in Utah. By the time you listen to this show, Donovan Mitchell might be with the Knicks and Kills might be in Utah. So I've moved him to 13. And Andrew Nembhard, I had in at tier 19. I moved him up to 13. There's still real minutes at this point with um, Halliburton and then McConnell. He's a third-string point guard. They did sign him to a long-term um, deal as a second-round pick. I don't didn't love the pick. I didn't think they should have made the pick at that point. But he can be a guy. Again, if you can get assists, that's super valuable in fantasy. And at some point, you would think McConnell's out of there, and Nemhard might move into that backup point guard role. Um, 
let's move on to tier 12, shall we? That's 29 through 35. I've got Marjan Beauchamp. He was in tier 12 last time. Same with Oshai Agbaji. I had him in tier 12 too. I'm not the biggest Agbaji fan. I acknowledge that. Happy to be proven wrong as the season goes along, but I wouldn't be putting huge faith in him, to be honest. Um, Beauchamp, I think he can be a rotation player, but I'm not sure the fantasy value is really there. I've got Christian Brown, who I had in 12 as well, as well as Wendell Moore. Um, they were all... Uh, tier 12 guys in the first go-around, and they remain there. I moved Peyton Watson up, though, who had a couple of interesting games in Summer League, looked better. I think he'll be better on an NBA team than he was in college. I moved him up from 13 to 12. Getting rotation minutes, much like Christian Brown. I don't know how it's going to happen on this Nuggets team, but we're planning for the future. He's pretty young, and he showed a little bit in Summer League to make me give it a little bit more of a bump there. I've got Pig Williams up here in Tier 12 as well. That's Jalen Williams, G-Will. I think, or maybe J-Dub, I've got no idea. Anyway, it's Pig Williams, the big Jalen Williams. He stayed in tier 12 there, probably won't play a huge amount behind Favors, Robinson, Earl, Pokashevsky, Holmgren, Baisley, all those guys ahead of him at this point, but maybe he does. I doubt it. The other guy that I moved up almost more than anybody, Jabari Walker, went from tier 18 up to tier 12. He looked great in summer league. He does have Jeremy Grant ahead of him at the moment, Nasir Little. There is still Trendon Watford on that team. And then at center, there's Nurkic and Eubanks. So he might not get rotation minutes immediately. But we've seen a trend of these guys being picked in the 50s, having some success. BJ Boston looks like a decent NBA player. Um, Aaron Wiggins looks like a decent NBA player. Jabari Walker, pick 57, looks like he's going to be a decent NBA player. In the past, if you were picked in the 50s, it was like, forget it, no chance. Now, there seems to be one or two each year that can really show out in that area and perform well. And Walker looks like he might be the one from this season. And maybe Gui Santos can be as well. So he moves in to tier 12, all the way up from tier 18. Jabari Walker slides in there. Tier 11. I've got um, David Roddy Piper. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Super Soldier Tyus Jones is in here. Look, I, I don't didn't love the pick or what they did. I moved him from tier 10 down to tier 11. He was okay, but there is an opportunity and the Grizzlies do have um, some pretty strong developmental chops at this point. So there's some value there. I've got Nikola Jovic there, little chungus for the Heat in tier 11. He was in tier 11 last time. Christian Coloco remains there. The problem for Coloco at this point is just bodies. Young, Boucher, Birch, Achua, Siakam. Like, how much does he play at all? I do think that they should be banking on him as maybe their center of the future, even ahead of Precious. But it's going to be a tough road. And then I've got Josh Minot, who was in tier 13. I've moved him up to tier 11. I know someone like John Hollinger had him 10th overall in this class. He showed out that big offensive game. But to me, it's his passing and it's his defensive ability that's going to get him on the court. And if we get any offensive development, that's great. The problem is, is he's playing behind Townsend Gobert and Jaden McDaniel. So the minutes are going to be pretty limited. But we're talking three, four years down the, the line here for him to really start to have an impact. I've only got one player in tier 10, so that makes him the 24th ranked player. And that's Kennedy Chandler, another Grizzlies guy where I go, yeah, I trust what the Grizzlies are doing. Will Tyus Jones be around forever? He just signed a new deal for two years, but Chandler's, I think, going to project as their backup point guard. And that means when you're backing up Jar Morant, you're probably going to get starting opportunities at some point. He can get, par he can get passes, he can get assists, he can get steals. I think they're scoring upside. Wouldn't be shocked when he becomes a top 15 player out of this class. I think he's an interesting player. The situation for him at the moment is a little bit crowded for a couple of years, though. 
Tier 9. Another Grizzlies play. This is 20 to 23. Jake LaRavia. Scoring is going to be this issue. But we've seen guys like Johnny Concha come out and rebound, assist, steal, block, hit threes. Like LaRavia didn't particularly hit a good percentage of his threes in Summer League. But he did everything else. And with no Anderson, with Jaron gone, or Jaron Hurt, I'd, I'd be playing LaRavia over Roddy. He's an interesting player. Dalen Terry remains in Tier 9. I had him in Tier 9 last time. But these guys are joined in Tier 9, who were both in Tier 9 last time, by a couple of guys who have jumped up. Ty Ty Washington moves into Tier 9. He was Tier 10 last time. I was impressed with what he showed in Summer League. I think they should be... I honestly think once... Yeah, they'll probably play Eric Gordon as their backup point guard. But once they move on from him, Ty Ty should be a regular rotation guy straight away. And then there's Blake Wesley, who I moved up from Tier 12 to Tier 9. I worry about his finishing. I worry about his shooting, but his athleticism's there. He can get to the rim. There's some passing upside. There's some ball handling there. Yeah, him and, there's him and Primo and Branham. I thought he looked better than Primo in Summer League. Um, there's plenty of opportunities. So I bumped him up one or two tiers. Three tiers from 12 up to number nine. Tier eight. This is 16 to 19. I've got Usman Jeng in this area. I bumped him down from tier seven. I didn't. He, he didn't look great. I've got AJ Griffin, who was in Tier 8 by himself last time. I've got Malachi Branham, and then Jaden Hardy moved all the way up from Tier 14 to 8. That high use, look, the efficiency was trash from him, but the high usage was really interesting. And that just, I, I was, when I talked about it last time, I had him in that Tier 14. I went, yeah, I don't know about this. I probably should bump him up, and I have. He's up in number 8, along with Griffin, Branham, and Jeng. Tier 7. This one here, it's empty. What's well, not empty? There's one bloke in it. It's the sensei. It's Cobra Kai, Johnny Davis. Let's be honest. He looked terrible. I didn't like him as a prospect particularly. I had him around this 15 area in the draft anyway. I actually had him in tier seven last time, but I've just moved some other guys ahead of him and pushed that down somewhat in the ranks. Um, he looked really bad. He's not going to get minutes, many or many. There's Beal, there's Morris, there's Delon, and there's Kispert. Like, I don't, and, and there's Barton. He might not be a rotation player this season. He's definitely not a point guard in my mind. Um, there's someone I had a good comparison for him of the other day, and I completely forgot who it is. Someone who had the ball in college but isn't really a point guard and shot poor percentages, um, and we just assumed that that would... Or so some assumed that would go... Maybe, look, he's not a bust. Can't say that straight away. Hated the pick. Summer League backed up me hating the pick, and you know I've bumped him down a little bit, dynasty-wise. Tier 6 is two players. Two guys we didn't see in some league. They could have easily jumped themselves up or down. That's 13 to 14. Walker Kessler of the Jazz literally might start this season and play 25 minutes a night. And Jeremy Sohan of the Spurs. I'd love to see them go Sohan and Keldon as the three and the four. But I think they'll bring Sohan along pretty quietly, pretty slowly. He's got real good defensive upside, but I want to see the ball in his hands. I want to see them trying to develop some of that number one or number two offensive upside. That'd be really intriguing. So I'm keeping him there in tier six. Tier 5. Who have I got in this one? Well, one player has jumped up. One has gone down. Dyson Daniels went down from 4 to 5. It's not so much that you know, he's one game in Summer League and he's half a game before he twisted his ankle made me you know, drop him down. It's just that I bumped some other players up ahead of him um, and just thought he'd fit better in this area. So Dyson Daniels is in Tier 5. This is 9 to 12. Um, I've also got in this spot, if I can find... Where's my... Got to find my sound drop for this guy. Oh, yeah, Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. He didn't really impress me that much in summer league. I think he's going to be okay. 
and the fantasy stats can be there, but I didn't look and go, wow, 32-minute starting center in the future. I went maybe 25-minute Mason Plumlee-level starting center, who will probably start ahead of him. I moved Tari Eason into Tier 5. Had him in Tier 6 last time. I could have probably gone to Tier 4. I don't think he starts straight away for the Rockets, but he could be by the end of the year. He was super impressive in Summer League, and he always had a good fantasy game. Had him at yeah, Tier 6 he was last time. He's up to Tier 5 here. And then the missile, Jalen Williams from the Thunder. I moved him up from Tier 10 to Tier 5. I think he's probably already ahead of, say, a Trey Mann and a Teo Maladon in the rotation for the Thunder. He won't start because Giddy and Shea and Daughter are the 1-2-3, but he should be at least be able to get a rotation roll straight off. He was playing an interesting role. The shooting percentages were not great at times, um, but I thought he defended really well. He's really long. He's a little bit older, so I wouldn't want to go too much higher than this. And if I'm going to be fair, probably he's a tier five and a half, a little bit ahead of those guys like Sohan and Kessler in, in tier six, but below the other three here. And if Sohan and Kessler played in summer league, I could see Williams being firmly with them, maybe even below. But I, he was impressive and I moved him up and I think there is some significant role there for him. Tier four, two guys. These guys were both, were they, were they both? No. Um, Shaden Sharp was tier four last time. We didn't really see him in summer league. I'm still going to keep him there because of the potential. But I moved um, Humpty Dumpty, Benedict Matherin up from tier five into tier four. I think there's a shot that he starts for the Pacers. I don't know what they do. You know, do they start, you know, I assume it'll be healed Halliburton and then Matherin with Duarte off the bench, but it could be Duarte starting and Matherin coming um, coming off the bench there. I don't know, but I think he's going to have a pretty sizable role. He looked good. I'm not sure how high his overall fantasy upside is because he feels like a stereotypical shooting guard who might lack in defensive stats, rebounds, and assists and can score, but does that come at the cost of efficiency and what else, what else does he bring? But... A 20-point upside scorer, which maybe he is, who hits three threes and gets five boards. Yeah, the key is going to be getting, can he get five assists? Can he get 1.5 steals? And I'm not sure about that. But he did enough to move into Tier 4. Last time out, I had one person in Tier 3. Now, I have three. Last time in Tier 3, it was just Keegan Murray. But this time, I've moved um, Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran up with Keegan Murray. And while you might look at that and go, well, Keegan Murray was the Summer League MVP. He was great. Yeah, he was. But again, he is three years older than Jalen Duran. He is two years older than Jaden Ivey. And while I don't love Ivey's fantasy game in general, because I think it'll be some poor shooting, low assists, low steals, whereas Murray, I think, is going to be efficient. And we'll see where the defensive stats translate. So many guys who had these sky-high defensive stats in college, I'm looking at you, Zion Williamson and Brandon Clark. They come into the NBA and there's nothing there. And Murray's summer league would suggest that maybe he might be in that mix. Very early to, to tell that, but I'm not banking on those defensive stats coming. Part of the reason he was a good fantasy rookie translation guy was because the the defensive stats are great. And I'm not sure they're going to come. And I heard, I've heard two things from the Kings today. It wasn't from the Kings, from Kings reporters or people talking about the Kings, suggesting that they are going to start, hold on to whatever you can, this is what the projected starting lineup was. It was Fox, Herder, cool, Barnes, Sabonis, and Rashawn Holmes. Like, I don't think that's going to happen, but I saw it twice in the last 12 hours. That is insanity to me. It's ridiculous that you would do that, but it is the Kings. I don't think they're going to do it, and I think Murray is going to start, but who knows? So is there a Kings tax on Murray's value? Probably a little bit. 
but I've moved Ivy, Duran into Tier 3 along with Keegan Murray. The top of the list, it stays the same. Tier 2 has one bloke. It's Jabari Smith Jr. The shots didn't go in, but did everything else. He's never going to be a super high usage player, but he's going to be a valuable fantasy guy. I've got no doubt about that. And then in Tier 1, it's the same two guys. It's Chet Holmgren. It's Paulo Banquero. Toss up whichever direction you want to go there. I would take Chet 1. But if you take Paulo 1, I'm not going to call you an idiot. I might. No, I won't. But I'd take Paulo, I'd take Paulo 2 and Chet 1. That is what I would do in every Dynasty rookie draft. But again, if you want it, I can't see an argument for anyone else at 1. But if you wanted to take Paulo over Chet, I could at least understand it. And I'd say, all right, fair enough. I wouldn't do it, but I could see you doing it. So that is the Dynasty Rookie Tears. Updated after NBA Summer League. After you've listened to this, which was your first listen, of course, make your second listen, Locked on NBA. 30 minutes of NBA news every day. And follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, YouTube, you know what to do. Thumb it up. Tell me down below which tier... Who should have moved? Did you like the movement? Would Keegan Murray, should he be up with Jabari Smith? Should Jaden Ivey be lower? Should Eggs Benedict Matherin be higher? Should Pig Williams be lower? I don't know. Tell me what you think down in the comments below on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.